The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus, creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. Hey gang, the clock is ticking for you to get your call in for November's Listener Request Month. Well, it is ticking unless you have access to a jet-powered time machine that drives into a wall. In which case, in six years from now, you can get your requests in for this one. Question mark. You're already getting messed up in like time travel logic, and we haven't even started talking about Time Cop yet. Uh, but we're going to say this. Our 10-year rule is off the table. Any movie is fair game, as long as it's not something we've done before. Check out our episode tab uh, on our website to figure out what it is we've done before. Well, also, like if you can time cop a future movie back, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, totally do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can you time cop us back uh, that shitty Justice League movie that's not, not going to come out until like, 2018 or whatever? I want to check that out. An easier time cop me back, which is, you know, less time cop gas you need, is that Mercury Rising? No, what is it called? Oh, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> not Mercury Rising. Mercury it's... Rising, also available to be an episode. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to throw this out there. I've got like four or five movies in my back pocket, which I'm calling Steve Selects. <laughs> and if you just so happen to choose it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make an episode. Oh, so if someone, if someone so, reads your brain. Yeah, exactly. And I, oh. I will reveal if it's a Steve Select on the episode. So you have until 11.59 p.m. Uh, on September 30th to get your call in. 718-925-3893 is the We Hate Movies hotline. Right, you got to get those Steve Selects in. Yeah, if you guess select a Steve cut. Select... It's going to be a, a select cut episode. It is. And uh, it's better than the Eric erases, which is a lot of the episodes. He just erases them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the calls he just erases. Yeah. Wait, I time cop them to, to it not existing. <laughs> 718-925-3893. This November, you tell us what to watch. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in to our fine program. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, we're about to travel through time with... That was so stupid. With 1994's Time Cop. 
directed by Peter Hyams, who's also directed such classic films as Sudden Death, 2010, The Year We Make Contact, which I actually think is a good movie, The Relic, and a uh, prior We Hate Movies episode, Stay Tuned. Director of Stay Tuned directed Time Cop. Do with that what you will, Eric. Oh, yeah. I will will figure something out. (laughs) What I like is he was appropriately creeped out by Jeffrey Jones that he didn't have him come back for Time Cop. Like, he didn't make his stable of actors. (laughs) I always kind of wonder, do people get offended? Like, somebody like, um, you know, like like a Kevin Smith or uh, who who uses the same people all the time? I'm totally P.T. Anderson. If you're not not one of those guys, like, if you're uh, a... uh, there's a lot of people in the West End in West Anderson universe that doesn't come back all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you never know if it's like you were you were busy or you just weren't asked. That's a good call. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, yeah. I would. Here's when you get upset. It's is it's as if uh, here it's when you're in one movie and you have a really great time and you think that everybody on the Wes Anderson crew loves you. Yeah. And then you hear like, oh, Wes is casting his next movie and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, back with the Wes Anderson crew. These guys are great. And then all of a sudden, like, the movie's out and you're like, wait, I didn't get called back. Like, I think if you think you're part of the crew and it turns out you're not, that's disappointing. It's going to be interesting when Adam Driver eventually edges out Adrian Brody and he's like, oh, come on. (laughs) I think Adam Driver is great, and he could totally do that. Just get, uh, just make sure Roman Polanski doesn't win you an Oscar, because then no one's going to hear from you again. Adrian Brody. People have heard from him. I mean, yeah, but I think like, he's doing he's doing well now, right? He's in Houdini, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> is that that's a sci-fi? Yeah, no, it was History Channel. Oh, oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> Rasputin makes a cameo in that movie. I'm not even kidding you. Does what? he cast a spell on him <laughs> no, and kill him? Well, it's just one of those things where he's with he's with uh, King Nicholas or whatever, or Tsar Nicholas, and there's this guy in the back, and it's like, that's obviously Rasputin. <laughs> oh, wow, it's a Rasputin extra? He and doesn't he, say anything? Well, no, but then eventually he's like, and what's your name, sir? He's like, Rasputin. And, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he just floats out of the room like Nosferatu. He turns into a pile of bats. <laughs> Oh, my God. And it's on the History Channel. It's on the History Channel. History Channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything for a dollar, huh? (laughs) Yeah, A&E Networks. Speaking (laughs) of history, Time Cop opens up in the Old West, or the Civil War, which is the Old West. (laughs) Well, it's it's the Old South. (laughs) The Old South. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Full disclosure, I had not seen this movie since, like, I rented it on VHS when it came out on VHS. I haven't seen it since. So it's kind of interesting the way my memories played with this movie. But I was like, wait, what on earth? I had no memory of this part. I was like, Civil War? What? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Time Cop. I was really <laughs> hoping that Van Damme was going to somehow Time Cop his way into the Civil War. <laughs> like, Oh, by the way, we'll just get this out, out of the way up front. Uh, the day we released this episode, September 16th. Is 2014. Th- well, who knows? <laughs> but... It is the ex- if it is 2014, this is the exact the, the exact day of the 20th anniversary of Time Cop hitting theaters. Wow, the exact day. That's pretty great. What's see, this? everyone else was people people online were guessing. Oh, maybe it's going to be Street Fighter or some other 1994 movie. No, no, no. 
exact day. Down, <laughs> down to the day. This is a real anniversary. Mm-hmm. We're checking our watches for Time Cop. I feel like I might have seen this opening day. That's entirely possible 20 years ago. Oh, you ago. saw it in theaters? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. What about you? I think I might have. Not op- I don't think it was opening, but I, did, I, mean, I probably saw it in theaters. Wow. Yeah, no, this was a straight up rental for me because this was like a, my parents were like, we know what kind of movie he makes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I had my fat kid shorts in September, you know what I mean? <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. From one to another. <laughs> so there's all these, like, uh, you know, Confederate soldiers just kind of moseying down a trail. And then there's, like, one guy, and they're like, well, say, do you want to get out of the way? And there's this standoff. And I'm like, where the fuck is Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. And then this guy... Takes well, out well, two, it's like, actually when the fuck is Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a question of where with Time Cup, but when is Jean-Claude Van Damme? <laughs> <laughs> and this dude just fucking shoots these guys. It's like a real, like, I heard you got gold in there. And they're like, well, who told you that? Get out of the way. And then, like, these five guys are ready to kill this one dude. And he turns he turns in a couple of future blasters and fucking mows these guys down. Right. They're like uh, like these, these like assault rifles that are pretty slick. These are the most over-designed weapons you'll ever see. Like, none of them make any sense. Well, they're all, like, cylindrical and... Yeah. Just these like, like blocky, and yeah. These wh- like little like mini cannon blaster yeah. looking things. But what's funny is this weapon in particular is from the year 1994, right? Yeah, because yeah, they they talk about it in the Senate briefing. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is the initial robbery, and right. this is this also is the this is the first time crime in reported history. It's the first time crime in all of time. Yeah, but what makes no sense about it is, and this is a big. It's like. The biggest plot hole of this movie. I mean, you really need to, like, look as you're walking through this f- movie, keep your eyes on your feet because you might fall into a plot hole. Like, yeah. it might, <laughs> you might really sink right in. Listen, don't look down <laughs> yeah, with seriously. time cut. Because the whole thing is, then we go to the Senate briefing in 1994. Like in, uh, I'm sorry, it's like that scene in Last Crusade where Indiana Jones throws, like, sand on nothing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, there, there's the one thrin trail. Yeah, there's the path to walk on. Yeah, a, a leap from the lion's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, because the whole thing is we're told in the Senate briefing that a scientist uh, has just invented time travel. He's just done it. And the president knows about it. Yeah. So oh, the- Clinton <laughs> is aware of time Oh, travel. shit. Time to go back and set, what, set right what once went wrong, <laughs> a.k.a. me sticking a cigar in a girl's vagina. <laughs> did that, I don't think that happened yet, did it? In 94? No. It was, it was it second term? Uh, well, maybe it was... He has to go back and marry Jillian Flowers instead of <laughs> instead of Hillary Rodham. The, no, I'm gonna Jennifer go back Flowers. And expose, yeah. Excuse me. I'm gonna expose myself to Marilyn Monroe. I'm gonna do the Kennedy tour, man. It's been take, my dream. Take that, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> you may hit home runs at Yankee Stadium, but I hit home runs in Hollywood. <laughs> Just show my willy to people. <laughs> He's just going zipping through time, exposing his genitals <laughs> to whoever. Hey, Genghis Khan, take a gander at this. Aye, 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 aye. Oh, man, it's mitochondrial Eve. Here's my willy. Yeah, you haven't seen that? It's oh. circumcised, baby. <laughs> and then in the future now, oh, my God, Bill Clinton created original sin. <laughs> you definitely did. Finally, women off the hook. 
<laughs> so, but this is the this is the plot hole that I'm talking about. Though we're told that fucking time travel was just invented, and they're like, we also have proof that time crimes are happening. I was like, wait a second, you just said yeah, this- that the scientists just invented. How do low life criminals have it on their hands? Well, you know, it's uh, just is a vague term that could mean. <laughs> Many years ago. <laughs> well, uh, I guess the idea... No, you know or what? they're from the future. That's exa- I think that's exactly it, because... <laughs> I feel like we just came up with something. Oh, wait, they're from the future. <laughs> well, because We're that's why... We're cracking time cop. That's why that guy has those crazy guns. Oh, shit. He's from 2004. Or something. Oh, no, no that, that's it. That's it. That's because Ron Silver is starting up his presidential campaign and needs financing. Yeah. This is why, by the way, we need to, you know, we should just have public financing yep. for We really elections. need campaign finance reform before time travel is invented. Because we're, we're sunk. Yeah, you're going to have fucking time crimes everywhere. It's where you, you go. You have all those, the Coke scumbag brothers doing all sorts of time crimes. Oh, I don't need that. Oh, if there's anyone doing time crimes, it's <laughs> these guys. Dude, I want to go back in time to when the Koch brothers were, like, conceived and fucking punched their father in the face, but distracting it, him from the ultimate climax. See, you would want to do that, but they, oh, they're a slippy, slippery bunch there. They'd already have gone back and, like, knocked up the pharaoh, and they'd be like, <laughs> half, half the... I don't oh, know. I see what you're saying. Well, I got or, you. Or Cleopatra, yeah. which, whichever, whichever one they're feeling. And then you got, like, you got, like, so many cokes throughout time already building up their empire, so they're even oh, they return man. even stronger. It's like a hydra. <laughs> That's the problem with a lot of these time crimes that are in this film. Like such small potatoes. Like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> and and it's so the way that they go about most of their time crimes are so difficult. Like there's got to be an easier way to get gold throughout all of history yeah. than blowing up some fucking dudes in in the Confederate era South. But yeah. I think maybe that's the thing, though, is they think, like, if it's an insignificant enough of a yeah. crime, right, like, no one's going to, like... Murdering five time people? won't notice. In the grand scheme well, of well, things. Well, if you think about it, you know, if each of them have a couple kids, and those kids have kids, and, you know, we're, we're, we're taking on a lot of people here. That's true. They may wind up taking out themselves. Why don't they just, like... Zap, you know, because I, I, I'm not exactly aware of how the where takes place in Time Cop. Like, they go back in time, but I guess you can sometimes pick where you're going. Yeah. You get the vague idea of where you're going. I don't, none like, of this is ever really. I, he, he shows up on a highway at one point, so I guess it's not that well thought out. I think it's a thing where the per, there's a person who's, like, doing a coordinate situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, so it's like. They you try to make you land wherever. But, like, why not use your time criming or super burglaring like, <laughs> like the super burglars we saw in, in such films as Dracula 2000? <laughs> why don't we use it for that? Like, just rob stuff. Why do you have to kill out bloodlines? I don't understand it either. And I, a lot of it, like... Well, it's a cool action movie, I guess. <laughs> I mean, real, <laughs> bottom line, this is a cool action movie. So... This guy, Scott Lawrence, uh, and a character actor who just missed out. He's just too old to play Barack Obama, which is a real bummer for him. <laughs> like, you look, he, he would be a perfect Barack Obama. Ooh. This guy is one of the driest character actors of all time, though. Like, he is just, just toast with no butter on it in this movie. He walks into a Senate hearing and says, you know, guess what? Time travel exists. And there's some sassy senator giving him shit. Yeah. Like, there always would be. Right. There's a great, the, the guy, though, has a great response. He's like, Time travel. <laughs> it's so awesome. But 
in the course of this meeting, this guy like proves time travel to be real. And everyone else in the meeting is like, well, how much is this going to cost? Like, nope, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> I'm actually like, oh, my God, let's we have to reconvene because I've just shit my pants. Yeah, this this hearing needs to take a recess so I can go home and change my pants. Also, they mentioned that you can't go to the future. You can only go to the past because the future hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I but appreciate I guess it that. Did, but I, it does. If people can go back, I, I don't know. You know what? Time paradoxes. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm glad this movie at least bothered up front to outline its time travel rules. Yes, yeah. very important. In this very dry monologue delivered by this character actor. But yeah, so the whole thing is like, we need money. We got to start like a time police organization because we're already somehow having time crimes. <laughs> Just right. how many time travel... <laughs> Here's one of the, the uh, time crime examples they give of like worst case scenarios. What if Saddam Hussein... Gets a nuclear warhead. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, what if? Well, it was like, what if Saddam Hussein goes back in time and, and gets a WMD? Yeah, and then and uh, yeah. brings it to Iraq, and Iraq is the first country that has nuclear weapons. Pretty hefty stuff. Yeah, time I mean, cops laying on us. It's a real noodle scratcher until John Claude Van Damme shows up and starts <laughs> kicking people. It is a real noodle scratcher. <laughs> Saddam Hussein with real weapons. <laughs> that's, that's, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's not the Saddam I know. So we mean well, he, he would have had real weapons if he had a fucking time machine. <laughs> yep. That's the only thing he was missing, was a time machine. Wow, that fertile crescent would be all the more fertile <laughs> then. So we got Jean-Claude Van Damme, who we meet in the shopping mall after we first meet his wife, played by Sloan from Ferris Bueller. What's the actress's name? Uh, Mia Sarah. Yeah. Don't see, don't see a her around much. <laughs> God. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> You don't, though, because she doesn't work. No, she doesn't get work. <laughs> but she's in this. And it, it's one of those weird, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes up behind her, and it's like, you can't tell if, like, he's flirting with her. Yeah. But then it's like their weird fantasy thing where they're pretending to be strangers. This is a weirdly sexual couple. I'm putting that out there right yeah. away. Like, oh, they're doing yeah. like, weird sex games in the mall. Like, it's like fucking on. certified copy. <laughs> By the way, this 1990s mall. Mm. Oh, yeah. Classic. This is like... This is the era for malls, man. It's like kind of at the tail end of it, though. I mean, this yeah, is like, like 94. Sort of the, it's the peak before the fall, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess the 80s were the peak, but like it's still riding hard mall culture. <laughs> so well, much so somebody gets a per their purse snatched. There's a purse snatcher on rollerblades. Thank you so much, 1990s. Oh, my God. And it's awesome because like Van Damme. And this is 94 Van Damme, so he's still in, like, peak physical condition. Oh, he's He's doing this, like, leg lift. Like, he fucking kicks his leg out and almost hits this dude on rollerblades in the face. And he's holding his leg up and carrying on a conversation with this yeah. man. He's so in shape. He looks incredible in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Uh, you, why, oh, man. You'll, we'll get to it. But there are some scenes, and then there are some scenes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he foils this robbery. And, and then they get to fucking. Like, literally six <laughs> seconds later. Oh, yeah. It, it, I thought my fucking DVD skipped. I'm like, <laughs> when did this turn into the Red Shoe Diaries? There's it's, soft saxophone everywhere. Oh, you better believe it. I it's, mean, and like, yeah. And it's nighttime saxophone in the afternoon. And, and like it's like your pan, like your entry to the sex scene is panning up on like this like chiseled butt, and it's like oh my god, it's Van Damme's. Listen, 
I was watching this on a Blu-ray. Oh shit! I'm ninety-three percent certain you can see his taint hair. <laughs> oh, okay, like that's majestic. <laughs> no, he shaves that shit. That that's gonna interfere with the kicking. You need to have that. That runway clean. Oh, for the aerodynamics. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, he's also most definitely never wearing underwear in his life. You can be sure of that. <laughs> it's just, it's perky enough on its own. <laughs> he doesn't need it binding him up when he's trying to do all those high kicks. I mean... He, and the splits? Try doing splits in boxer keep in shorts. Mind, he usually plays a commando. So why <laughs> wouldn't he go commando? Exactly. That's but what all God, commandos do. This sex scene is like... It's like you're... Outside of like a fucking Auntie Anne's pretzel stand. <laughs> and she's like, what do you want to do with the afternoon? He's like, well, I'm off work. I don't have to go anywhere. And she's like, well, I know what we could do. Smash cut to thrusting with soft sax. <laughs> smash to smash. It's, it's, it's almost like the sax was in the mall and then they just turned it up in the, re- <laughs> in the next scene. They had the saxophone being like the mall music yeah. and they just cut and turned it up. It we, doesn't miss a note. We pan back far enough and they're in one of those empty vitamin shops. <laughs> <laughs> they just have hard, this hardcore sex. And, th- and this scene goes too. And I'm like, all right, I'm not... A hundred percent complaining, but also I thought there was time travel in this movie. What is going on? Also, that those experts—I don't even know who these people are. Well, it's just, the people are just having sex. It was great. It harkens back to an earlier time when you could just do this in a movie. It's just it's like, true. yeah, you know what? You know what? All right, you know, it's an action movie, but yeah, but we're gonna spend about two and a half minutes fucking. <laughs> they do, and that's a great, just it. They do a great send-up of it in MacGruber. Yeah. Oh yes. And it's that same exact, like, awkward cut, too. I will give this movie plus 10 points because Mia Sarah, like, says something about how bad his English is. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's not playing an American. We're not just going to pretend. But then it loses 100 points because his name is Max Walker. Yeah. Max Walker. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know know what voice that was. (laughs) Max. Terry Wiseau. Oh, Max Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Max. (laughs) It may as well be fucking Bill Thompson. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just the most American name. And you were right there. And you, you said, like, oh, you have trouble with English. It's like, I know, but I know the good words, which is fuck, fuck, and fuck in this movie. They, you know, fuck, they, pussy. <laughs> oh, yes. They changed my name to Max Walker at Ellis Island. <laughs> they still had a bit of <laughs> they, they, still, they still have? Yes. My name was Francois Walker. <laughs> well, actually, any man that go that shows up to Ellis Island with a mullet and a duster is immediately named Max Walker. <laughs> That's how they easier. keep track of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you're destined to roam this land. Yeah. <laughs> you get nothing but a motorcycle and a flask. You are Max Walker. Yeah, and you will... Def- <laughs> now, why would they be doing the French? But now you... <laughs> Now, right. you, now you have to go walk America, defending the right in bar fights from sea to shining sea. You beat the shit out of people, man. So there's some fucking going on, and then there's some like postcoital action, and he gets a phone call, and you totally know she's trying to tell him that she's pregnant. It's yeah, one of those like, you know, oh, I have something to tell you. This, that, that, that. And, and he's the- just an asshole because he's like, can it wait? <laughs> I gotta go be a mall cop or whatever the fuck is going on. I think he's, I think at the beginning of this movie, like he's talking about how he's just gotten the job with the time crimes unit. But I think before that, he's a mall security guard. Like that's why he's at the mall 
in kind of a police officer's uniform. Well, I mean, they must have had time cop triads, right? And he excelled at all of it because he's got all those karate kicks. Yeah, no, exactly. He couldn't be a real police officer, like, in the real world, probably because, like, I don't know, he's got a bad coke problem or something. Like, he probably kept failing drug tests or anger (laughs) tests or something. So the government's like, oh, we could totally kill this guy and, like, Act like he didn't exist. Well, no, it's like with when you're starting a new agency like this, like you can't have your standards be that high because you need kind of like loose cannons, people who are willing to travel through time. <laughs> that's that's what you want dealing with something as delicate as time travel, <laughs> where it's like if you change anything in the past, horrible things could happen. <laughs> but yeah, you know, a couple of loose cannons. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna wing it. I want somebody that's going to play by their own rules. I don't want to hold everybody's hand every 24 hours a day. There's a Make- difference between winging it and seeing what happens. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's yes. so obvious. That she, like, when you've just had sex with your wife and, like, you've been trying for a while, it's like, I have something to tell you. Yeah. She's not going to be like, oh, man, I tape perfect strangers. Like, just, <laughs> just, I know we thought we missed it, but I actually did figure out the programming on the VCR, so we taped it. We've got it. I didn't think it worked, so I told you it didn't, but then I double-checked it when you weren't home because I wasn't going to be embarrassed if I was alone while I checked it. And it turns out I totally taped Perfect Strangers. That's, then, what, that's what I was essentially trying to tell you. He gets really happy, and then he gets really angry when he finds out he, they, they taped over one of his sex tapes. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's got so many sex he's, tapes. He does oh, have sex tapes. Yeah, cause He's got sex couple. tapes, and he's going to show them to people at parties. Right, oh, man. like like they have like right. a bunch of other like couples over, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then he like he like says to the dudes, he's like, "Hey man, hey Frank, come come with me, just come on, man, just come on for a second, come with me to the study, yeah, he's like, check it out, man, look at my hot <laughs> sex tape I made, all the women in this neighborhood, look at it, you see this girl here, this girl, I don't even know her name, <laughs> I never knew her name." <laughs> That's what it's like being Van Damme, man. You're just going to supermarkets, and all of a sudden you're on the back of a car. <laughs> Max Walker can't even go to the movies without getting sexually harassed. <laughs> so he walks out of his house to go to this work call, and someone hits him in the face with a bat. Some, the, the worst mullet anyone's ever <laughs> caught on film. Like, really, it's, sh- it's skin sides yeah. and, it's, it, and it's tendrils all the way down. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. And it's a couple of folks that we saw like spying on him at, at the mall at the mall earlier in the film. And, and they also look like they're from the future. They are. Yeah. They're future yeah. thugs yep. from the year 2004 where the mullet has taken a real stronghold. Oh. <laughs> so they start beating up Van Damme and then they're like in the house and like fucking with the wife. And you're like. What's going on here? And she's like screaming while he's like outside getting the shit beat. Oh out man! Of him. The second she's like, "I might be pregnant," it's like, "Well, when is this woman gonna die?" That's her time clock <laughs> ticking down. Yeah. <laughs> when is his his wife and baby daughter gonna yes. die? Yeah, exactly. Precious unborn baby daughter. <laughs> so Van Dam like gets the best of this one dude that's like trying to get him down, uh, and then like just when you think it's over, with this dude fucking shoots him, and I'm like. All right, I know there's time travel in this movie, but he died before there was any time travel. What's going on? Bulletproof vest. This guy's just walking the beat with a bulletproof vest? What a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he puts his vest on at home? Well, it kind of defeats the theory that he's a mall security guard. Yeah, also, his wife said before, while he was getting dressed, that she had something to tell him. Yeah. 
maybe she thought she found the sex tapes. <laughs> Better strap on the old Kevlar just to be safe, you know? In Dutch with the wife. <laughs> she <laughs> might shoot me in the chest. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. She found my vast library of sex tapes. So much VHS stuck in one walk-in closet. <laughs> oh no, she pulled the candlestick. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> it turns around. Turned around, revealing a staircase. <laughs> and down that staircase, nothing but sex tapes and Rasputin. <laughs> oh, no. Hello, Rasputin. <laughs> he, was, he was taking a tinkle and my wife walked in and found the sex tapes. <laughs> He, so the house blows up. And of course, it's, always, it's my favorite thing in, in action movies is when the character forgets he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Like, he wakes up like, I'm not dead. And he looks down like, oh, wow. <laughs> I totally forgot this bulletproof vest I put on four minutes ago. <laughs> and so the house completely explodes. And then we get a weird, like, complete fade out that takes so, like, a little while. I was wondering if this movie presumed that it was going direct to cable <laughs> and they just put in commercial breaks. Well, yeah. Cinemax had some eyes on it from that sex scene. Like, Interesting. <laughs> Take note of this, boys. This time next year, we'll be knee-deep in time cuts. <laughs> well, we do have that 10 at 45 to 12.30 block. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, like this house just blows up and his life is shattered and then we cut to 10 years in the future i guess and he has the a pretty bad mullet i, I no it's actually an okay mullet it's it's seinfeldian a bit cuz it's kind of like in good shape mm-hmm. you don't, a, you're not sure it's a mullet until you look at it the right way it's, it's sort <laughs> you got to like, look at it in the right light that's for sure here's the thing now this is how you do your mullet all right now it's got to be long enough everywhere that it's not like a shocking thing. Like his hair is poofy in general, much yeah. like Seinfeld's. Yeah. That it's not, it's not like, oh my God, that's a mullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, somebody turns around, you get the surprise. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, he's got long hair, but no, it's a mullet. Actually, I just remembered, like, this is how we're introduced to him in 2014. So we cut oh. back to 1929. <laughs> and the stock market crash is happening. And we meet this guy who it turns out is from the future and he's like, you know, doing the stock market so he can be a billionaire. Right, yeah, he's he's listening to companies. music on his like game genie or whatever the fuck. This like, <laughs> he's like he's got Tetris. He's got music on little Game Boy cartridges and puts it in. Yeah, this is one of those like we don't know what the future holds for like tangible music. Yeah. You know, who knows? We could go back to making it look something like eight tracks. Like yeah. CDs could be dead and it's eight tracks again. You're right. It's like cartridge music. Right. Well, maybe that's what they thought like MP3s would be one day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> put in your computer music and uh, play the stock market. So he's jamming out to like shitty 90s rock and like playing the stock market and he'd like calls in the thing to his broker and he's like buy a hundred thousand shares of whatever just trust me i have a feeling things are gonna pick up and as soon as he makes this deal the worst 1994 like special effects of all time start happening and jean claude van damme walks through like this little like clear ripple in air can we i mean because they don't tell you how it works for a while but to me this is the biggest plot hole of the movie. And I know we said that three times already. And if you're playing the drinking game, you're dead. But <laughs> he, what time travel is, you get into this like Formula One racing car that has only two seats, yeah. and you go, you drive top speed into a Stargate, and then eventually, if you hit the right speed, you know, bad special effects happen, and you go into the future, 
where your car is gone and right. it's just you. But then somehow you have like a wrist device that when you want to go back, you hit one button and you go back in the car again. It right. makes no fucking well, sense. Yeah, like, is there like some like other wor- other dimensional like mm-hmm. stop off point mm-hmm. where they get out of the car, <laughs> oh, yeah. leave the car? It, it's like when you you live in like what deep Jersey, but you leave you leave your car in Jersey City, yeah. and jump, <laughs> jump on the fucking path train. It's exactly what it is. Now, they, I think I think one would call it the space between spaces. Oh, for which God's is, sake! Which is where the interdimensional aliens from from uh, K- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull live, and that's where these guys are leaving their time machines to get out <laughs> yeah, and walk. Here's the thing. Here's the thing: is Indiana Jones hasn't gone back in time yet okay. to release those aliens from uh, their spell. Right. So that dimension is completely empty. It's a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just get out and they walk <laughs> towards whatever else to, to, to the ripple. It to makes the... no fucking sense. Why wouldn't they? Either there's no time machines at all, and that's fine. It's just, you know, maybe it's a wristband, you doop doop top, and you're it, gone. That's all you need. Yes, it's just a wristband with a doop doop top. It's, <laughs> that's it. You doop doop top, and then you walk back through the wormhole, and it's just a little Stargate setup. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. all it is. You just walk through a portal mm-hmm. to come back, doop doop top, the portal opens, you go through it goes bloop, 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 and then you're back and that's it you don't need a fucking like the hull of an x-wing but yeah but what, 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 what is the idea of, of going so f- it's like i gotta do my doop doop dop when i'm going as fast as possible like oh 88 miles an hour or something i don't yeah. i was glad it. that they incorporated speed into this but it's also that's only one way, only to go into the past. To go back to the present, all I do need to do is doop-doop-dop. Like, you do the, the doop-doop-dop and suddenly wake up in your car again, <laughs> and you're speeding out of it. But he's asking the question, why can't you just doop-doop-dop to go back in time? Why do you need the car in the first place no. if you have a wristband to doop-doop-dop Here's with? the thing. Is I totally agree with him on the doop-doop-dop, and I think that you should just have a doop-doop-dop wrist, wrist device. And yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's the it. end that's- of it. The that's what that's thing. what like the the fucking Apple Watch is going to be. And we'll be able to dupe dupe dop through our apps. Oh my god, dupe dupe dop all morning. <laughs> and guess what, Largo Entertainment, you saved a million dollars on this fucking stupid racing car setup. You know what else they could have saved some money on? The horrendous looking future cars in this movie. <laughs> Shut up. Whoa, they look whoa, like whoa. they're so shitty. They look whoa. like RoboCop sneakers. <laughs> okay, Wait, these are the Robo- worst. There's RoboCop sneakers? Yeah, it's on the weekend when RoboCop's off-duty. He puts on <laughs> Robo sneakers, and they look like these shitty fucking cars. I'm pretty sure it's the same future from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Like, I, it's almost <laughs> It's the, the darkest same. timeline. It is. But it's 2004. Uh-huh. You know, maybe this is what cars would look like if... Something else happened in the past. <laughs> a lot of other stuff had to happen. It's like when fucking. Uh, it's like when Homer invents that car and then bankrupts his brother. It's like the cars are that oh, level of stupid. I and it's I, like, well, they're self driving, so they don't need windows because this movie's so fucking cheap that when you go into the interior of these cars with like Ron Silver, it's just clearly a fake scene of a like seat of a car. I think I just figured this out. Uh-huh. I think the cars are like this because in this timeline, the Koch brothers haven't gone back yet <laughs> to destroy the electric car and make the world <laughs> safe for oil. 
I think these are how cars would have been in 2004. Oh, oh man, that's bummer. Interesting. We would have had a lot of shitty cars. So we're in the 20s. Yeah, but they'd be self-driving. You know, you can get drunk as you want. You could go make your <laughs> sex tapes. <laughs> go make all your sex tapes and get drunk in your car. <laughs> oh, thank you, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> You're welcome. So, ta- so Van Dam left his uh, left his time machine in the compute the commuter rail parking lot. Walked through <laughs> the gate, the time gate, and walked in on his buddy who was his partner. And like you know, uh, immediately. And this is a movie unto itself. It's Van Dam v Pugilists, and that's oh. all. That's all I want. It's oh a nineteen twenties pugilist <laughs> comes in with a big curly mustache. And, and I went ten rounds with John L. Sullivan himself. <laughs> John L. Sullivan himself. And here's where the time cop program doesn't really work, and especially why Van Damme shouldn't be in there. A, if you're go- you're doing time coppingness, don't wear <laughs> your fucking future outfit with your leather vest. You gotta go. You gotta. You gotta. Period. Accurate. Like you know what I mean. You gotta spend a little money on costumes. Here. Exactly. And that's what like you know the crew of the Enterprise knew. Yeah. Both Enterprises, right? Yeah. When they knew they had to go back in time for work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. They knew to dress the time period before they went back in time. Not with your leather vest for some reason. And you know, not for nothing, Van Dam. But 1929. No one's rocking this lion mullet, okay? <laughs> no one has it. You stick out like the sorest of thumbs. You know, why don't they just doop doop dop some new clothes on them for the time period appropriate, you know? Because you can't take fucking luggage with you because it would probably be left back no, in the just car. Like when you walk through the ripple, it's just like, yeah, it, it changes your clothes too, whatever. No, there's. There's a separate airplane that's behind you that has all the clothes that flies through it with you and it may, and dresses you in the nether space. Yes, in the nether space, very important. But here's the thing: why this thing doesn't, why these time cops aren't so good, is because a yeah, they're dressed like they're definitely from the future. And this fucking guy's doing karate in the 20s. Like, that would have changed history. If, yeah. If, if a white guy karate kicked a pugilist in the 1920s. <laughs> white guy karate had not been invented It yet. had not at all. <laughs> no one it's think- like he just invented something. And now these guys are going to wake up, have seen it. The world is going to change. There's going to be dojos in the Great Depression. <laughs> exactly. Look. No, se- no seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, because if that happened, then all of a sudden, like, all these white motherfuckers are learning karate and our relationship with Japan is strengthened. This could have prevented Pearl Harbor from happening. Bullets in the bread line? There you go. That's a problem. Van Damme does this in the past. Suddenly, the United States is part of the Axis powers. (laughs) But it's like, if he did that kick in 1920, this guy would stop a. Oh my God, he's a wizard! Like, how did he do that? Well, legs can't move like that unless they're being pulled by the devil. <laughs> they execute him. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely burned at the stake. No, no, I'm just a Belgian kickboxer. No, he just drowns to death. Kickboxing? Well, sir, I only know of one form of boxing, and you certainly don't <laughs> kick in it. Says the 1920s pugilist. But it's great. He just kicks the shit out. And the action, this is some great Van Damme fighting. Oh, yeah. Prime of his career. Oh, man. He's the splits. Such good shape. He's like running off walls and like bouncing off ceilings. He's a god amongst men. You know how they, they said, like, what, Caesar was a demigod or whatever? Yeah. yeah. This is a demigod. <laughs> 
Maybe Caesar was a time cop. He could have been. A, oh yeah, <laughs> Julius? for sure. Yeah, he like some guy. G- G- you know, Julius Caesar. Is that <laughs> what you were just doing? Well, Andrew, there's also Augustus. There's a Not bunch to of embarrass Caesars. you. What if Sid Caesar was a demigod? <laughs> I, I, I actually that one's confirmed. <laughs> No, the monkey from Planet of the Apes is what he's talking about, <laughs> which would be a demigod. But yeah, like honestly, I feel like if you did a, a roundhouse kick in the 1920s, you might unnecessarily unleash a Planet of the Apes. You don't know. You, <laughs> you know what no else idea. might do it? Honestly, breaking two legs off of a chair and caning a guy to death. <laughs> he fucking starts whipping this other guy with legs from a table or something. Yeah. He's just caning this man. Oh my god, you can't fight like this in the 1920s. So, you know, it all have, you know, blah blah blah. The guy says Ron Silver put me up to it. He's like, "Okay, well, come back." To, to come back to Time Cop Land, and we'll, we'll figure this out. They doop doop dop out of there, right? And he's immediately put on trial and immediately sentenced to death. It takes sixty seconds. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like he brings him in front of the Judge Dread people. <laughs> it's it's like the that. Judge Dread Council without Max von Sydow there. Yeah, they they fucking might as well send this guy to the Phantom Zone because what happens is not only like so in the like what happens is the guy tries to kill himself. He run jumps out. And you know, it's the window. Jumps out the window. It's the 1920s. You know, people do that all the time. We get that. Time cop grabs him in the middle and doop doop dops out of there. And then the people are like, "Well, (laughs) you're sentenced to death immediately." And they put him back in the time stream to fucking fall and die. Question: Are they strapping him into one of those little cars? (laughs) They must, right? Yeah, you don't even see how it happens. It just cuts back to the 20s. Hold still. You need your belt on. (laughs) And that's actually a great question. So when. It, so he dies, right? Does the empty car come back? Like, what happens to that car oh, in another space? I think it does because they're self-driving cars they invented. <laughs> no, maybe it's a thing where someone's got to, like, give him a ride. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just bust him out there, and then th- you throw him into the time ripple. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you're still in the nether space, and you're yeah, like, you well, turn, all right. Do a K-turn and go back. <laughs> <laughs> this say. is another thing, though, that I thought about when he fucking... Because this guy tries to kill himself by jumping out the window. Van Damme also jumps out the window and, like, holds on to him and they leave. Mm-hmm. Van Damme's whole thing is, like, his whole job is to make sure that people don't fuck with the past. Yeah. What happens to the past when a bunch of people on the street look up and see two men disappear <laughs> into nothing? Yep. That's where every, that's where the guy, the, there's like a, um, the Irish flatfoot cop that's there. Yeah, I was yes, expecting. Yes. Gosh and Bigora, he's floating through the sky. Yeah, it's fucking horrendously stereotypical. It's like, stereotypical. oh, G- Jesus, man, and Joseph. And he's <laughs> yeah. doing like the cross when he sees the two people vanish. Guess what? The rest of the world is fucking insane and wrong and weird. And maybe that's why we have death panels all of a sudden. <laughs> And then they drop him back, and maybe now you actually get a real trial, like in the regular time. Who knows? Also, like, there's a dead body that's unaccounted for. Like, I'm sorry, that's kind of, that's fucking up the time stream. And I feel not for nothing, man. That dude's car Mm -hmm. is wrecked. He lands on this dude's car. And maybe in history, he was meant to hit the woman that came back through time with Kirk and Spock. Oh, Eve, whatever, Oh, no, it didn't die. come back through time, but she was actually, yeah, in the 30s, and maybe she, and she was meant to get hit by that truck, and, yep. what, and if they didn't get hit by the truck, Hitler wins. Oh, you mean that, that woman Spock put a hit out on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He literally puts. He's like, no, no, no. We're gonna let this shit happen. What's the woman's name? I forget, but it was. What, is it? Is it the Eve uh, something? Yeah, sure. Eve six. <laughs> It's 1994, and we're talking time cop. It's Eve so. Six. Ron Silver struts. Ron Silver's a great Van Damme villain. He's, yep. I, I mean, he's R.I.P. By the way. Yeah, uh, he's. I realized that last night. He's been dead for years. He's been dead for a long time. Wait, who's uh, dead? Ron, Ron Silver. Silver. Oh yeah, no, that's terrible. For a second, I thought you. T- I thought you were just broaching the subject of Van Damme having died, and I was. I, I thought I had like slept for a week. This show's <laughs> going dark for a month when Van Damme dies. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have exactly. to. All the flags half mass of VA movies. <laughs> we have flags, and I mean, <laughs> do we do fly flags. <laughs> What's amazing is. The so he's the bad guy, and he you know he's just using the time stream for his own nefarious purposes. A to become president in the future, but mm-hmm. it'd be so much easier to go back in time and become president in the past. Like actually, just get on the Democratic ticket and knock off Dukakis. Like yeah. you're done. You fucking got an easy road to the White House. Like if you know anything about anything. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. true. He's really just using this. For illegal campaign financing. Right, because... Like, that's all it is. He keeps, he's like, I gotta go back in time because Citizens United hasn't happened yet. Yeah, he's sitting around just hiring people to go back in time and steal money for him. And also just get a little big... Like, do one job. If You know what I mean? Like, one billion dollars. You could probably, you know, invest in one thing, get the sports almanac, and bet on the fucking... I don't even know what. Like, Go back, put some money on the Cubbies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... He's trying to convince his whole platform is disbanding the time cops, which I'm sorry, there has to be time. Like that's that's a that's a public service that needs to always well, be happening. See, now, yeah, because he's crooked, he wants them disbanded. And there's a pro- apparently that guy that just invented it made a prototype in Maryland, and that's the one that Ron Silver's going because there's yeah, another. Ron Silver's got like a personal one that he's yeah, been using. he's got his own his own X-wing to shoot at the wall. <laughs> But this is what doesn't make any sense about it, though, right? So it's, this, is, this is the example I'm going to give as to why you can't get rid of the time police. So we've invented time travel. It needs time travel regulation. Yeah. It's like now. We have air travel, and we have people that personally own airplanes. It's like us getting rid of the fucking FAA. Yeah. Well, maybe we should deregulate it. You know, Let the free, f- free flying decide. Free market airplanes everywhere. Cut That's to right. massive death at all times. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe the you know what? That's our personal freedom. To Maybe die. man just wasn't meant to fly. <laughs> no, it's fucking ridiculous. You can't get rid of the time cops. And any fucking politician going up against Ron Silver in a debate <laughs> just has to be like he wants well, to get rid of the time police and kill us all. That's another question, and I don't think it's really answered in this movie. Does the probably t- not. <laughs> <laughs> Does the general public are they even aware time travel? We don't exists? know. We don't. I don't know. think they do. They mentioned how nobody can find out about it, but that's you know right in like '94 when time travel was invented. I don't know if in. I mean, I don't think it's like that dumb movie. Um, what's it called? Time plan or some shit where they're like, excuse me, they have like time travel tourism. Oh no, I don't know what that is. Whoa, this sounds awesome. No, it's horrible. It's um. Jeez, now I'm not going to remember anyone that's in the movie. But it's basically like you shittily go back in time yeah. and you can stand on this platform and they take you back to like dinosaur times. Uh-huh. And it's like you see the same like dinosaur thing happen oh, every single time. Oh, you're thinking of Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, Jeff Goldblum's in that movie. Oh, oh no, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Actually, though, I think it might be based on a Michael Crichton thing. Uh, 
I wish you, I could remember. Oh, wait, thinking of Timeline, the movie with, with Paul Walker. And... No, not Timeline. There's another one. with okay. Oh, Edward Burns. Okay. Now that I know, I'm going to look are this you, up. Wait, wait. Are you fucking kidding me? Eddie Burns is in this thing? Eddie Burns is in a time travel movie where they've like made time travel a tourist thing. So that's your hint for next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what we're talking about right now. But it features like some of the absolute worst special effects of all time. And the whole thing is like they take one group back and it's like drunk, fat, fuck tourists or something like that. And someone steps on a bug and then like fucks up time travel. And like all these, they're running from time waves. That's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking wretched movie. It's from like 2005. I just, I have to do this. Oh yeah, no. Because it's going to, it's going to absolutely kill me. A Sound of Thunder is what this ah. movie's called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben Kingsley. There's the other superstar in that movie. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just no anyway, way. Anyway, back you, to this time travel movie. You can't deregulate time travel. I'm hold, sorry. Wait, wait, hold, hold on a fucking second. Do you know who directed that movie? I didn't look. The same director as Time Cop. <laughs> no way. Did he go? Did Peter? Hines, I'm not fucking joking. Did he go back in time and direct it? <laughs> or forward in time? I think he did, dude. He tried to go back I... and make another time travel movie to get it right. Wow, Time Cop is a way better movie than this, though. Wow. Probably less karate kicks. So he gets on Ron Silver's <laughs> bad side. Van Damme goes home. And it, there's something about mourning in the movies, in the action movies, that's incredibly creepy. Like, because they always have to really amp it up. Because, like, a dude can't just be sad. Like, like, a man gets fucking sad. <laughs> and he's, like, drinking scotch and watching old home movies. And I think the creepiest part about home movies is when you say... I mean, they're not lines because it's not a movie, but when you say things that your self is saying in the home movie, yeah. seconds before your home movie self says it... That's one of the weirdest things ever. You know what's even weirder than that? Is a few seconds before we cut away from this scene, you can see the home movie's about to turn into a sex tape. It is. Oh, it yeah, is. you're right. Well, she's like, a... they, start, they start basically fucking on the tape. Well, she's building this birdhouse, which he's filming <laughs> for some reason. She's like, hey, oh. come on, help me with the bird. And it's always the same thing. Like, hey, I'm so happy. Help me with the birdhouse. He's like... Oh, yeah, you look really sexy making that birdhouse. <laughs> oh, no, you've got the glue all over your <laughs> tiny little fingers. <laughs> and, like, they ha- start having sex. And you know the next day, it's like, you know, I just want to fucking help with that birdhouse. You know, it's been a month <laughs> since we bought that fucking birdhouse. Was I it? tried to put that fucking birdhouse up, and you just fucked me. And then we went inside because it was cold out. It's now a, a cock house. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't we just make love and sniff the glue? <laughs> Why would you have this on tape? And why would this be your sweet memory? Turn off your camcorder. Oh, we sniffed glue for hours. <laughs> and we, we made killed, love under the moonlight. We killed so many brain cells. It was so hot. Birdhouse glue gets you higher than any glue there is. <laughs> He's elbowing his buddies. Look, look, you could see me getting stupider. <laughs> Everybody likes to tell you that it is airplane glue that gets you the highest. No, no, my friend. It is birdhouse glue that gets you the highest. (laughs) The next morning he wakes up to a great action scene. This is when he's in his boxer shorts and he does... The 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 climax of this scene is some guy's got a taser. Why you would bring right. a taser to a Van Damme fight? I have no idea. Well, this this <laughs> taser is is like a souped up super future taser because it's got like 
enough wattage to kill you in one blast. And also, great scene about great, great part about this fight is uh, he left a knife in an onion on a cutting board. <laughs> He's like, oh, good thing I left that knife in the onion. <laughs> Now well, I can describe it and fight you. <laughs> you know why? Because he just he was making food the night before, and then he just got to thinking about the birdhouse tape, <laughs> and he had to drop everything and watch it. And then he went in the other room to pleasure himself, and he forgot all about the dinner that he was making. That's what happened. I forgot to eat again from masturbating. So I still so thin. And try it at home. <laughs> he winds up. This is like somebody wrote a whole scene, sat down, got a cup of coffee, went to the bagel store, got an egg sandwich, smoked a cigarette, and was like, my mission today is to write a scene in which Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a split makes sense. And just had to like, <laughs> how, okay, if there's water on the ground and there's a taser coming at his legs, he's got a, whole... a kitchen counter that he can do a split <laughs> onto. Yeah, in the future, we everyone's kitchen has a giant uh, water cooler like in an office, <laughs> and right. it falls over. Yep. And then that guy's like, 50,000 watts, asshole. 50,000 watts, asshole. Great line from this guy. Shoots it. Van Damme does that stellar split. Oh, man. It's, oh, it's not just... Here's the thing, it's a 10-point split. It's not... It's a 20-point split. Because it's not just doing a split. He jumps, yeah. does the split in the air, and then stabilizes himself between two parts of his countertop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're going to fucking like wishbone yourself. Like, my God, yeah. the muscles on this man. To, to keep himself upright like this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would split my taint in half if I tried to do that. I, couldn't, I wouldn't even get to that point. I would just fall and break my neck instantly if I tried to do that. Not even. You'd break both your legs. <laughs> This guy is a god. So, so the uh, the taserer becomes the tasee. Oh yeah, because the water is now at his legs. Yes, this guy looks like. Um, do you guys watch Bob's Burgers? Yeah, you know the two health inspector characters. So he, he looks like a cartoon. <laughs> he looks like the taller health inspector that looks like an old Beavis. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. that's what this character actor looks like. I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> so enter ER's Gloria Rubin to slow this movie down. Just to spell, it is unfortunate that he gets sidled with this chick for so long because she fucking stinks in this. Well, she's internal affairs, and because of his partner, blah blah blah, she's going on his next mission. And they go to nineteen ninety. She's time cop, internal affairs. Mm-hmm. Well, even time cops need you know oversight more than any, more than anyone else. I mean, come on, my God! I think time cops would probably be the most easily corruptible cops, right? Because they have like the most to gain from cheating at their job. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. that IAB must be working like overtime. Well, here's another. Here's another maybe a, a plot holeish type of thing. <laughs> uh huh. Not in this movie. Watch where you step. <laughs> like. Okay, so that partner was corrupt. He went back in time and blah, blah, blah. Was it? Why not just go back before he did the crime? I mean, now we're Minority Report or something. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but go back and before he did the crime and stop him from doing it so then there's that poor Irish cop doesn't have to see any blood. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I figured like there was going to be like the men in black like cleanup crew. Yeah. You yeah. know, that comes in and nope. maybe like explain something. Sorry, it's just a two-seater. Yeah. <laughs> Cars just too well, that uh, that young man uh, came back from the Orient and uh, learned a thing or two. They call it karate out there. Uh, you'll see it. You'll. Now, go- I want you all to look in this little flash right here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, can I tell you guys the 
20 year mystery I only solved last night watching this movie. And I guess mystery is the wrong word, but the 20 year misconception. Uh huh. And this is something it's, it's fucking crazy with like weird how your memory does stuff with you. Since as long as I can remember, I mean, post seeing Time Cop, as long as I can remember. Pre Time Cop, post Time Cop, understood. Right. So post Time <laughs> Cop, for as long as I can remember, post Time Cop, I have thought that, uh, the boss, like the chief uh, in this movie that's played by Bruce McGill, was actually played by Lane Smith. You remember Lane Smith? He's the dad and son-in-law. Oh, And he yeah, was on yeah, fucking yeah. Lois and Clark. Yeah, he played uh, Perry White. He yeah. Was, he was great. I could have fucking sworn. If you put a gun to my head, I would be like, the dad from son-in-law is the boss in Time Cop. <laughs> I even had the memory. Because this is the first movie where I ever heard someone say to another person, well, fuck you too. <laughs> and that's what Bruce McGill says to Van Damme in this movie. I had Lane Smith in my head <laughs> saying that. That's- and then I was like, the fuck's Bruce McGill doing this movie? Where the hell's the dad from Son-in-Law? And then he said, well, fuck you too. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, he's oh not even God. in this movie. Wait a second, wait a second. Maybe someone went back in time. <laughs> Maybe he actually was in this movie. Oh, shit. And then he got recast by Bruce Gill because some fat ass stepped on a fucking mosquito. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Bruce McGill somehow nailed the audition that day over Lane Smith. In, That's in, it. Within the real timeline, he was not supposed to. Oh, your guys, are, you guys are probably right. <laughs> I just couldn't I believe I be had that memory. To, there's so, something to, to that. That might have happened. He want, So he goes back in time to 1994 because there's some... They have like time PKE meters. They can tell when somebody's such and such, and who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. You could say they can notice when there's a ripple in time. Uh, it's yeah. like um, <laughs> when Egon had that thing that the Gaga meter, yeah, PKE yeah. reader. Oh, is that what we were talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know. You're yeah. talking about Ghostbuster sure, yes. gadgets. I just started naming some. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me just say yes. <laughs> Fair enough. But they just know that for time, so they know that somewhere, somewhere first of all, if you're going to wreak havoc in time, why go to 1994? Like, come on. It was, um, well, Woodstock 94 was happening. That was very big. Dude, you uh, could go back in time and stop the East Coast, West Coast rap wars before they get really bloody. Norm MacDonald was on SNL. Dennis Miller wasn't half bad yet. <laughs> well, you still had to, like, to 2001 before that happened. But, hey. Beautiful time to be alive. True. S- sorry you all missed it, listening. You got the movies for six, six bucks. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> so they go back in time. It's you know, and you know, it, it turns into like you, IAB. She's like, "I'm gonna watch you," and he's like, "Watch my fucking karate." Like, I, <laughs> you watch my tight ass in these <laughs> pants, bish. <laughs> they dress. I am sexist, Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> And they dress like from the, from the Super Mario Brothers movie. These fucking these boots and the leather vests. And again, like just time, just 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 get some ripped jeans, man. Well, they don't ever say who's president in two thousand four. It the, might be King Koopa. It might be. <laughs> oh yeah, somebody went all the way back in time, and the world evolved differently. Yes. Can we talk about the scene where, like, we see? Van Damme and the IAB girl go back in time because there's a yeah. character in there oh that my, I despise uh, more than anything. This fucking nerd dude uh, who looks like one of the lone gunmen from exactly the X Files, like, yep. and he's the guy who like he's he's like a weird nerdy party guy, but he's like the best at sending people back in time. Yes, right. 
So this guy is like at the control panel and they're giving um, Bruce McGill's giving Ron Silver a tour of the facility kind yeah. of a thing. And he's got some other like senatorial so-and-sos with him. And they're like, okay, here, here you go. The movie is saying like, we're going to see how this all works. And this whole thing's like starting up. And this fucking guy goes blast from the past. Yeehaw. And I wanted to throw up because all I can think about is you're some other guy, right? And you're working in the time cop office and you sit next to this fucking guy. And every time the time cop organization sends someone back in time, he says blast to the past. Yeehaw. And gets super excited about it. And you're like, Dale. <laughs> How many fucking times are you going to get excited about seeing someone travel through time? You do this for a living. Worse than that, he's masturbating all day because he's At a work. porn addict. Oh, right. Yeah, he's work. jerking off. He's programmed. Now, every goddamn movie that has a computer in it that's slightly in the future always has that guy that's like, oh, I'm just going to jerk off with this all day. <laughs> Virtu- well, listen, Virtuosity, the, for instance. The movies knew where we were headed. Yeah, into fucking the jerk-off zone. <laughs> so this guy's programmed a, a lady fair yeah. to pleasure him in VR. Yep. It's almost That's like... That's virtual reality. That's reality, but it's virtual, so it's not real, but it feels real. Oh, we like got it. right on his crotch. Oh, I see. It's almost as if somebody saw one cut of this movie and were like, hey, why is there only one set of naked breasts in this movie? I want you to go back and add a useless scene. This is a classic case of 1990s full frontal nudity. For no fucking reason. Dude, all of these movies have this. I wouldn't say no reason. (laughs) I'm not saying it's a good reason, but I'm not saying it's no reason. All these movies had this because these were the movies, like, if you were younger, you had to convince, like, your older cousin or your babysitter to rent for you. And you were like, look, my friends saw it, okay? Like, there's nothing. It's just kind of violent because it's an action movie, but that's fine. And then it cuts to this chick just, like, masturbating and, like, virtually blowing you. And you're like, I'm sorry. I had no knowledge of this movie. Yeah, your mom is there. And you're like, I just thought this was a fun time travel action. Oh, shit. The old, what are you watching? Mm -hmm. You just get one of those. and You're like, I swear to God, I thought this was a time travel movie. I'm sorry that this woman is pleasuring herself in a VR machine. (laughs) Meanwhile, all you want to do is for the Van Damme naked scene to happen again so he could do his splits. (laughs) Seriously, see those fucking buns talk. (laughs) So Ron Silver, uh, for some reason, has been doing all these other time crimes, but then realizes, like, oh, you know what? There was that one time where I didn't invest in that billion-dollar company, and I could have been Steve Jobs. Maybe I'll just go back and do that again. I just might do that. Let me tell you the problem with Ron Silver in this movie. Ron Silver was a great actor. Sure. He was great on fucking West Wing. Oh, he yeah. plays he a great villain. He was great in Heat Vision and Jack. If you haven't oh, seen this yeah. TV show, <laughs> it was just a pilot made. Owen Wilson and... Jack Black. Jack Black, yeah. Owen Wilson's the voice of a motorcycle. It's like a Knight Rider parody. Yeah. Right, and Ron Silver plays himself as the villain. Um, yeah. I think it was directed by Ben Stiller or something. I or he's so. involved. Yeah. Seek it out. It's hilarious. But in this movie, his character is... He makes no effort to conceal the fact that he's a villain. Nope, not at all. Even though he's running for president. Because he goes up to Jean-Claude Van Damme, the top time cop, okay? Like... The fucking Martin Riggs of Time Cop. I thought you were going to say Martin Luther King of Time Cop. <laughs> I don't know why. You're talking about history's greats. I have a dream. 
<laughs> to <laughs> karate kick pugilists in the 1920s. <laughs> I will karate kick a dinosaur one day. <laughs> I'd like to karate kick Martin Van Buren right in his side pounds. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Martin Luther King. Because <laughs> you know we don't get we don't get a day off for Martin Riggs. <laughs> not that we shouldn't. Yeah, we should get off for Martin Riggs' birthday. But no, so he fucking like goes up to Ron Silver, or Ron Silver goes yeah. up to him. He's like, "So you get any interesting information when you interviewed your subject?" And he's like, "Yes, I think I know a thing or two about the bad guy." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna go after this bad guy? You're gonna try to stop him?" Yes, I think I will. Oh well, good luck trying to bring him down. I hear he's a pretty powerful guy. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Pretend for two seconds like you're not the villain of this movie. He makes no effort to conceal it. Speaking of no effort, uh, Ron Silver <laughs> in 1994 and Ron Silver in 2004, no fucking difference. Nope. And honestly, same thing with Van Damme, yeah. aside from that mullet. He's got a little couple of Reed Richards hairs on the side of his, yeah, that's of true. his thing. But they that's give a- Ron Silver a five o'clock shadow, and that's it. Well, but he's he- got a beard in the fr- he's got a beard in 1994 and the same fucking haircut. It's like, come on. <laughs> Like, at least give him maybe a wig or shave him or something. Maybe. Shave him clean. He I'm not going to shave for a fucking Van Damme movie. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a politician. Mm-hmm. He's found his look, his yeah. hook. Yeah, it's true. And he's just going for it. Although, speaking of his hook, like, the fact that he has to go back and time crime to get money, it's like, why not just be a likable politician? <laughs> maybe you're not cut out for the presidency. Like, who? so what? Who gives a shit? Not everybody can be president, okay, yeah. Ron Silver? And it's a little weird that you want to be. <laughs> so this guy, his buddy back in 1994 invented coldware. What's that? We'll never know. Don't worry about it. Coldware. It's one science fiction premise too many. Is coldware <laughs> in the middle of this movie. And it's like an ice computer or something. I'll take a rocket sled vanishing in time. Yep. But this Cold computer nonsense <laughs> is really stupid. And it like revolutionizes the industry. And like what? young Ron Silver's there pulling out of the thing. He's like, look, you know, and the guy gets, the guy buys him out. He's like, here's like, you know, a couple of grand, you know, just walk away from this enterprise. Yeah, he's getting Walter White gray mattered out of this situation. Speaking of which, that guy reminded me of Gil. <laughs> he does kind of look like David Costabile. Also, like, all you have to do, Ron Silver, is go back in time yourself. <laughs> To yourself the night before and be like, look, tomorrow this guy's going to come in. He's going to try and buy you out. It's the biggest thing in the world. Time travel is real. Just just set out and enjoy it. He comes back with a bunch of goons. And like, like, <laughs> During the meeting. Like, in the middle of it. Yeah. In, yeah, exactly. He should well, go back before. This is another really dumb thing that they do in this movie. Nobody can recognize the future version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. It's like... First of all, and the dual screen technology oh. in this movie is oh, yeah. wretched. It's absolutely wretched. One person is a person and the other person is a Windows 95 screensaver. <laughs> like, that's what you're dealing with. And so it's like Ron Silver talking to himself and whatever. Yeah. And young Ron Silver is like, now who the fuck are you supposed to be? And I'm like, it's clearly you. They've done little to nothing yeah. to make him look 20 years older. And the other guy is like... Wow, is that your father? Like, no, it's not his father. It's Ron <laughs> Silver. Come on. It was, it was 
are you supposed to be his father? Yeah. Like you dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> also, he walked through a portal to get there that you just saw. He I parked think- his fucking time machine at the nether station and fucking. Well, can't- maybe that's what it's it. He didn't see any fucking time machine. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How- you're from the future. How? What did you just walk through a portal and get here? Two things. I didn't hear a doop doop top and I didn't see a time <laughs> machine. So it's bullshit. And Where's your rocket sled? He also tells his 94 version to get a grip. Like, I'm just you from the future. This is very normal. And they start now, or they start earlier, like, you can't touch me because bad shit's going to happen. If, you, if, if The same matter can't occupy the same space. They say the same matter can't occupy the same space like five times in this movie. Yeah, it's foreshadowing. <laughs> It's the worst way to foreshadow something, if that's the case. I thought it was a pretty good way. <laughs> just just beat it over someone's fucking head. Yes. So Van Damme and Gloria Rubin show up. They break this up. Uh, Gloria Rubin turns on him. Obvious. Right. She's crooked. Yeah. And they, big old karate fight. The only, the only, the real highlight of this scene is all this cold wear technology is around. And it's actually the taser guy. He didn't die. He's yeah. fighting Van Damme again. He's the last guy to get into a big fight. And Van Damme freezes this guy's arm <laughs> off <laughs> yep. and then shatters it and then throws him and he explodes. It's like, oh, oh. What's all I want in an like, action movie is creative deaths. And this movie has a ton of them. Oh, it's like yeah. checklist. Go for it. What's funny, though, is when that happens and he's like, have a nice day. Yeah, he says, have a nice day and does this. And then after that, laments that he made a bad one-liner. Because, <laughs> oh, I should have told him to chill out. There's something like yeah. that. It's not that, but it's like, it's something like that. Like, he regrets his little fucking jab at the guy before taking his life. You know what I should do is go back in time and then fix <laughs> that one-liner. He keeps going back and back and back. <laughs> oh, no, you know, I, I, I should have said it with a little more cadence. <laughs> That's like a, a do you, this is an obscure. Did I just say chill off? Oh my god! Oh, I gotta go. Oh, that's completely go wrong. That. How do you chill off? That's so stupid. <laughs> I'll kill you again. I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> because I said chill off, I'm I die broken, penniless. So I better go back in time. I have to doop doop dop and try to fix this. Hang on a minute. But <laughs> man, the miles on that car going back and forth. What I uh, was reminded of with all of this is you remember that SNL sketch from like ages ago where it's Mike Myers and there's a bunch of other people and they're at like a bar Mm -hmm. and everyone's having a conversation. And Mike Myers is the guy who thinks of like a good joke to the like to add to the conversation way after like the conversations left it. So he finds like a time machine in the bathroom of this bar and he keeps like going back in time to be like caught up with the one liners. It's fucking awesome. I think it was one of those like we're doing it at the end of the show kind of sketches because it's not like a famous sketch at all, but it's always stuck with me. He's like the guy that wished he had the fucking one liner on time. I'd use it. It's (laughs) I would totally use that bar bathroom. So at this point, uh, Ron Silver has won, and when Van Damme goes back to the future, it's uh, President he, Ron Silver. He's not president; he just owns the time. He's about again; he still isn't president yet. Like he's never president. This oh, you're right. Fucking movie. <laughs> he just now owns the time cops. He owns the time cops somehow. Which I mean, that's still like pretty big. Yeah. Why? Why do you need to be president? Why would you? Hey, want that's to be not bad. <laughs> it's not. It's pretty good. 
And but, for some reason, Bruce McGill doesn't remember being friends with Van Damme. What's I mean? I love well, that's this. also that's so amazing. It's like he comes out, he comes back in time, and he's just like, oh, everything's a little different. Hey, I was nicer to you <laughs> in the other timeline. Like Bruce McGill is like. You're trying to tell me that we were best friends. Yeah. And he has this whole thing about like best friends this whole time. And he's like, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I don't need a best friend. I don't remember you being my best friend. <laughs> I know this fellow of mine I hang out with sometimes, we're, we might be best friends. I'm like, Bruce McGill, you're like a fucking 50-year-old man in this movie. Stop talking about best friends. Van Damme <laughs> goes to the bathroom and finds Lane Smith dead. And he's like, oh, no, he's changed the timeline. <laughs> I would have sworn to you up until 24 hours ago that Lane Smith was in this movie. So Gloria Rubin was left for dead in the last timeline. And right. She's got evidence that's going to put Ron Silver away. And he spends about 20 minutes convincing, don't you remember best friends? I, your wife's goulash always stinks. Oh, he's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> well, I guess we were best friends. <laughs> well, my, my wife's goulash is terrible. Also, you can say that to anyone. You'd be like, I'm from the future. We used to be best friends. Oh, man, your wife can't cook. I mean, that goes for half. It's, it's yeah. a 50-50 shot. She <laughs> and, either can or she can't. Yeah, and movie characters. Yeah. But if, you, if you're in a movie and you know you're in a movie, yeah. <laughs> his wife can't cook. Definitely cannot. And what, <laughs> So he, go, he convinces him. And like... So, but he conv- he's so convinced Bruce McGill that they were best friends. He gives his life for him. Oh my god! <laughs> I love this. Bruce McGill is like, okay, now you realize like time travel. It's more than a one man operation. It's going to be hard for me to do this. I'm probably going to kill you. And you also, know? sorry. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's another humongous plot hole. So Ron Silver becomes president of the Time Police or whatever. <laughs> And he starts to dismantle the time cops the day that Jean-Claude Van Damme is coming back. Do it earlier. Do it a week earlier, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You want to be president? You're a joke. (laughs) You can't even manage time travel. How are you going to manage the free world? Yeah. (laughs) So it's the day that they're closing the time police uh, offices. And he's like, well, you know, we got to do it together. I'm sorry. I stepped on you. Well, no, it's like, you know, we... It's it's a it's more than a one man operation. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get everything accurate enough. I don't have that guy yelling hee haw <laughs> to guy, pilot things. That guy was sent to masturbators prison. <laughs> oh, that guy was executed with his own dick. That's what happened. <laughs> that's that's fucking Ron Silver's America, man. Mm-hmm. In this movie. Oh, also Ron Silver's America. I just want to quickly mention a line. Uh, he said that the top ten percent would get richer. And the the bottom ninety uh-huh. percent can immigrate to Mexico. Oh shit! So dude. he, I think he might be involved in our timeline still. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a libtard wrote this movie. Is what I could say. <laughs> so he's basically like, okay, we're it's gonna true. wing it. You might die, but you know, whatever. This has to be done. And all these goons like storm into the room and. Can murder Bruce McGill. It's a great like fat guy getting shot. Like, Ka-chaw! <laughs> he gets shot like fried chicken starts shooting out of his gut. He's just trying to get over to like hit the time travel button. Like, and what's great too is these fucking these fucking soldiers that shoot him are standing right behind the time car. Big mistake <laughs> because he, Bruce McGill and his dying chicken eating breath 
smashes the controls and it just lights up. The time machine is activated and fire just starts <laughs> shooting out of it, setting these men ablaze. Crispy critters, dude. Oh, yeah. Fucking straight to hell. Little preview. <laughs> and, I mean, this is where this movie starts to fold in on itself in all the worst ways. Yeah, totally. It's bad origami at this point. Like, that's not a fucking crane. Because here's how you want... <laughs> It never actually looks like a crane. No. So, but this is where you want the movie to go. You want the movie to go to like President Ron Silver, and there's a fight on the fucking roof of the White House. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what you want. Instead, we go back in time, and then he's a Terminator. Like, you know, oh yeah, dude, he's got a term. He's like little Terminator legs, or fucking chasing Jean Claude Van Damme on the roof. Okay, I made some. <laughs> I I realized you were good at karate, so I've made some upgrades. <laughs> I love how it's he won't just learn karate. He no. turns himself into a Terminator. And once he kills Ron Silver on the roof of this White House, and uh, all like the, the troops and stuff and the, the, the security, Secret Service and stuff surround Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, let's, they, we have to go to court now. Like you just like, <laughs> tried at The Hague or something. <laughs> and that'll, be, that'll be Time Cop 2. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> Time Cop 2 The Hague. I would love it. Although there is a time cop too, and it has nothing to do with. The, yeah, there is. Uh, it's directed DVD, and Jean Claude's not in. It. I think uh, Lane Smith might be in it. Though. I, w- <laughs> I should check that out. <laughs> I watched the first like five minutes because I bought the DVD. Haven't watched it yet. Uh huh. Um, yeah, right to Nazis. So oh wow, it might be a stay tuned just oh, based shit. on that fact. So instead, we go back to the night that fucking Van Damme's wife is murdered for some reason? Well, because apparently this weird time loop, because Ron Silver wants to be president, he goes back in time to kill Van Damme. Oh, he, f- he chases him back through time. And he's like, we're not going to kill him now. He's too much of a killing machine. Let's go back ten years when he's a little younger and probably better at karate. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> like the <laughs> logic. You're right. The logic in this is the worst, too. Dude, go back to 1980. 19- 71 Belgium and you know when he's in fucking like middle school it's you know getting picked on and he's about to go to that karate studio and blow his brains out somehow that wouldn't work either and then Ron Silver's just like I'm gonna have to go back and fuck his mother I'm gonna have to go back I'm, I'm gonna have to just be his father and then that'll be the big reveal that, you know, wow, I, wow, that would be the reveal. It turns out that he's his fucking dad. You can't kill me. That my my half Terminator body is actually. <laughs> Don't you understand, son? It's a sin to kill your own father. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, especially when I'm part Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture with these little Terminator stick legs just chasing Jean Claude Van Damme everywhere. It's, it's like the best thing. But no, instead, yeah, we're. We're, we're kind of recycling the beginning of the movie. It's it's also too short of a movie to do the inverse thing. Like, yeah. we spent so much time at this Victorian house. It's I think that it was the most... Well, this is what I'm curious about. Speaking of that, we spend most of the time in this old farmhouse, right? And it's because, like, you probably rented that farmhouse pretty cheap, right? Yeah. There is a line in this film that excuses the <laughs> shittiness of how everything looks. So, like... The Time Cop, like, command center is garbage. It's a dank garbage basement, right? So when Ron Silver comes down at the beginning of the movie with, like, those other senators or whatever, and he's asking Bruce McGill for the tour, one of the senators is like, wow, son, this place looks like shit. (laughs) And Bruce McGill has a line where it's basically like, oh, yeah, well, we don't like to get too fancy around here. We try to, like 
put every penny where it needs to go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a low-budget, shitty movie. You're excusing, like, the production design with a throwaway line of, like, well, we just try to tighten our belts around here so the office looks like garbage. There's not a fucking window to be found. (laughs) We tighten our belts so we have elaborate time cars that we leave in (laughs) nether spaces that you need to come back in somehow. (laughs) The fuck? Come on! We use all our budget on story cement to fill in all these plot holes. <laughs> so they're back in 1994 fighting at this fucking farmhouse. I mean, one of the funny things is like, so Van Damme goes back into the mall and, you know, mulleted Van Damme meets Mia Sarah, who again is like, who are you? It's like, come on! She doesn't recognize her own fucking husband. I'd be it's like, just like Jean-Claude Van Damme, although now he's a silver fucking fox! Yeah. It's even better! Is it? Sure! Yeah, why not? I'll get on board. Like, who are you? And then she's like, it's me from the future, can't you tell? From my karate and my accent and my face. She's like, remind me? Yeah, she's like, he has to be like, Remember how I told you about that job, the time travel job? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she does she's dumb as a bag of bricks, man. She doesn't know what time travel even is. I like the idea of them like eating breakfast one day and he's got some newspaper and he's like, Oh you know, I got the call for a new uh, job, he's time cop. Oh, that that'd be really good for you. <laughs> time travel, huh? Time travel police. Oh, that Thanks. sounds fun. <laughs> You get to travel? <laughs> I thought he meant it would take a lot of time for him on his business trips. He'd be traveling. So, yeah, I mean, he, that the, but she does say, like, am I dead in the future? And he's like, no. Oh, my God. He does Do the have worst thing covering up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, not, not anything from the last, oh, 10 years? <laughs> you I, get really fat in the future. I'm sorry. I refuse <laughs> to take a picture of you then. You know, you should really lay off those fucking chocolate bars. <laughs> That's now Ron I'm... Silver's getting in on it. <laughs> he tells that to himself. <laughs> oh, that's, you're right. That is a lie. And, <laughs> te- and he tells that to Van Damme's wife, in yeah. my mind. Lay, lay off the fucking candy bars. You'll have the exact same shape in 10 years. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, as if, as if that Ron Silver is a fucking picture of health. Know. You know, I had to go to the fucking gym this morning. <laughs> they say I got fibromyalgia. Thanks a lot. You're a real fucking sweet guy. Thank you. <laughs> fucking arthritis in both knees. It's only been 10 years. So, yeah, he eventually, like, gets her on board for what's going on. Mm. And it's like, do not tell my younger, more handsome self that I am here. It will fuck things up. And she's like, no, seriously. Like, am I going to get killed tonight? Is that why you're here? And he's like. No, but just do everything I say and be very cautious. She like grabs his shirt. Oh my god, am I the am I the girlfriend in an action movie? And he's like, No. <laughs> oh my god, I'm pregnant. Holy shit, I'm totally gonna die tonight. <laughs> There's no chance I'm going to live. I am the pregnant wife in an action movie. Fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. So Ron Silver and his goons come, and it turns out that like from the beginning of the movie, it's Ron Silver and his goons which who have come back to try. Yeah, it's the big cyclical thing. Which doesn't make sense. So does that mean like one time they did it and it, they were successful and then the other time they did it, they weren't? Like they have to have done this multiple times in the time loop because Van Dam- right. other Van Damme wasn't in the beginning. Well, yeah, so you're right. Well, Wait, wait. They went back initially <laughs> yeah. God and they time shot... Time. Van Damme, and they ended up just killing his wife. Yes. And then they in- instantly, 
they go back before they went back to do it right, uh-huh. and then they still don't do it right, <laughs> and now future Van Damme's involved. But future, but if you think about it, future Van Damme should have been there from the beginning yep. anyway. I mean, I guess the first instance is something that doesn't exist anymore, so it shouldn't even be in the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. God damn it, Time Cop. <laughs> the fucking... The, the the pole vaults you have to do to make it to the end of this movie is insane. So they're all like fighting and like Van Damme's going up against Ron Silver's huge Canadian goons because mm-hmm. these are some Canadian character actors. Probably a couple of out-of-work Canadian professional wrestlers. Oh, I'm sure. Wager. And they're getting into all sorts of fights in this farmhouse. And then like she's hiding up on the roof because Ron Silver's chasing her for some reason. I think the whole thing, by the way, Ron Silver's not just trying to kill Van Damme. Ron Silver's trying to end his bloodline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I got to kill. He, well, she's got the baby in there. I got I to gotta kill that baby. Yeah. I think it's a little more Victorian than Farmhouse. But um, Oh, really? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, got, it's, it's got some pillars and stuff. Which is amazing because they get up on those pillars. The wife... Yeah. And I guess future Van Damme. I'm getting my Van Damme's mixed up. Other Van Damme kind of lays back for a bit. But my God, them fucking running around on the top of this house, them almost falling off, the goons (laughs) stepping on their hands. Yeah. I thought it was like fucking Final Destination all of a sudden. (laughs) It's like this woman is destined to die. Maybe she should have died. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Maybe their child grows up to be the next Hitler. Yeah, Damien Thorne is the name <laughs> of their kid. Well, we could name him Jean-Paul Walker, which I appreciate. That's my father's name. But Damien Thorne has a very nice ring to it. <laughs> you know, oh, just... I love Damien Thorne. <laughs> I'm not married to Walker. <laughs> you know, that was just the Ellis Island name. <laughs> it was Vakras. It's either that or Kilgore Hellblood. <laughs> One of the other. Kilgore is also a family name. <laughs> So, I mean, we wind up, it's, it, you know, at the last scene of the movie, or not really, but th- a lot of fights happen, and then we, we wind up <laughs> in the bedroom, and it's, oh my god, future Ron Silver's there. He's like, that's right, it all fucking ends tonight, buddy. And he's got her. <laughs> you want to uh, watch my sex tape? <laughs> but the funny thing is, especially about time loops, Eric, so think about this. He's like, I, I have a super future bomb, and it's going to go off, and we're all going to fucking die, and guess what? My past self is going to go on and become president. Actually, no, he's not. Then he would be destined to die right. in this Victorian fucking house. Exactly. So all you're giving well, yourself is another 10 years to not become fucking president, <laughs> you moron. You bearded fucking moron. But even if you did become president, you as president would have to go back in time and blow yourself up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is what? What is the... It's, it's just so he could have been president. And he's apparently hated by the public that he has to spend money. He's going back to get billions to spend on TV ads because that's what wins elections. It's not like there's a, there could be an alt unless you sent yourself a letter. But no, it still wouldn't work. If you sent yourself a letter like, hey, guess what? When this fucking French... I don't even know. I, my head's going to fall off in five seconds. <laughs> have some fucking subtlety. I would have appreciated a letter. Yeah. Why, why go storming into meetings and stuff? This is just, you know what? He's, it's amateur hour. <laughs> All right. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be on the road to success. You're going to be living a great life. But one day, and I don't know what day, and I can't guarantee <laughs> any day, but someday there might be a ripped Belgian mall security guard. <laughs> And an older version of that Belgian mall security guard are going to come around asking some questions with the girlfriend from Ferris Bueller. 
And if that day comes, <laughs> no prisoners. You got to give yourself the Biff Tannen warning. That's yes. what you have to do. Now, if Biff you see Tannen. these people, take their life. Biff Tannen. Now, there's a guy who knew how to use time travel. He did. He <laughs> fucking played it like a fiddle. And he knew, like, you know what? All I need to do is become rich, own a couple of casinos. Yeah, and live, live on the, the ponies, and that's it. Shit. Yeah. And not Serial have, rape my high school crush. And not me. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the little things that count in life. <laughs> and not, in my elaborate time travel plan, have the end game of me blowing up with somebody else's wife. Like, that's not, that's not a masterstroke, actually. <laughs> He's the worst <laughs> presidential hopeful ever. So He's the, worse than Dukakis. <laughs> It's worse than Rick Perry. So apparently there was a twist that we we, we had we did not see Jean-Claude Van Damme make a prank phone call. <laughs> he calls up Ron Silver in 1994 and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's you from the future. But I guess he would be, I mean, could I, he do, do a killer, Ron Silver? <laughs> apparently he does. The, 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 premise, the, the, the premise of this scene is that Jean-Claude Van Damme can impersonate Ron Silver's voice well enough that Ron Silver himself is like, yeah, that's me. And then uh, goes. Let me give it a shot. Let's see. Uh, someday you will be president. No, no. Someday you will be president. No, it's not right. Let's see. Right. Uh, someday you will be president. <laughs> that is, that's the one I have. Now let's make the prank phone call. The greatest thing is, you know, he gets this phone call and he leaves his office and his secretary is like, he's like, I'll oh, cancel all my meetings. Hey, uh, Charlene, have you ever been in, the, in, a, in a limo in the White House? And she's like, no. And he's like, I'll send you a picture. And he just like <laughs>, laughs. Like, to, like he's, he has to be an asshole in every single sentence in this movie. He just puts down this woman for no reason. And even the lady's just like, now, what was the point of that? <laughs> Why would you zing me? I so, get you coffee. So he, like, he's like, we're all going to fucking die tonight in this farmhouse. Then somehow my, my future self will go on and not die. Forget it. We're going to die. <laughs> and Ron Silver in the past shows up. And he's like, oh, no, my beautiful plan. And so, so, so just a recap. Now, <laughs> if the time bomb goes off. Both Ron Silvers will be dead. Oh, and no. Now, oh, then no one's president. <laughs> then no one's going to be president ever again. The, the, the seat's just vacant forever. <laughs> so finally, and they ca- and even right, like you've said it six times this entire movie, and I know exactly what the rule is. Yep. Right before Van Damme's like, here comes, someone wants to give you a kiss. And he's like, ready to throw Ron Silver into Ron Silver. And he's like, no, you can't let him touch me. The same man, I can't occupy the same space. Haven't I been saying this to you the whole time? And also, by the way, I'm no scientist, but it wouldn't be the same matter. It would be older matter. Like, the second, like, if my matter is one thing, one second, is it, wouldn't it change? It, once I age and my cells start to die off and my hair oh, goes right. gray. Re- like, you're, all your cells reproduce every seven years or something, yeah. right? So you wouldn't be the same. That's fair. But but isn't that with like, um, I mean, but it's like, it's still the same entity. Matter. I like guess. you can't destroy matter. Like matter is a thing that can't be destroyed. That's like a physical property. Yeah, but I, I do feel like if you're aging, doesn't your matter change? So it wouldn't be the same? The idea of the same matter can't occupy the same space. Everyone has been saying that. Wouldn't it stand to reason that maybe the universe would end or something yes. when you shove these two it's together? It's crossing the stream. Exactly. Yeah. Two people that come together wouldn't just morph into like a gremlin 
uh, fucking station-esque looking demon before f- like falling into a puddle of diarrhea. They, they, <laughs> Which is yeah. what happens to Ron Silver. Yeah, spoiler they, alert, that's exactly what happens. He to turns him. to diarrhea. He looks, yeah, diarrhea from Windows 95 <laughs> like screensaver or something like oh. the equivalent of it's like playing what. fucking Castle Wolfenstein 3D, and you like kill one of the monsters, and it turns into a brown pile of shit. It's insane. Like, teeth are involved for a second. It's like, remember that one Nightmare on Elm Street sequel where, like, it's, I don't remember what the fuck it is. If it's, like, Freddy's chest. Yeah, it's like he opens his fucking shirt, and all the souls are yeah. trying to get out of his chest. Yeah. That's what Ron Silver turns into. One of those chest monsters. It's amazing. It's the worst death anyone could ever have, which I appreciate <laughs> for your villain, because usually your villain gets off pretty easy. He either gets shot in the head or he falls off a building. Or just like, a, yeah, the explosion, which is like instant incineration, which no, no, this is doesn't like please anybody. Every cell in your body exploding and on fire <laughs> and having sex with itself and dying all at the same time. And you hear him Ron Silver screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Does Van Damme have like a, a like a one liner after that he happens? Ca- well, he says something like he's uh, Ron Silver gives him a little shit because all he does is kick. He's like, "You should be on Broadway," and which is a funny, weird thing people say Broadway sometimes. Yeah, but then Van Damme's like, "I bet to kick him onto Broadway," and he kicks him into himself. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't very good. No. He didn't regret that one, though. That's the one he should have regretted. Well, Go back in time and fix that one. Well, it was such a delicate situation. Yeah, you, you don't want to chance it. Yeah. yeah. Damn, now I have to live with that terrible one-liner for all time. So he doop-doop-dops back into the new future. Well, the thing is, he grabs his wife, and there's like two seconds left in the bomb, and he's running down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Dude, it's not that you're going to be in the building that's necessarily the problem. <laughs> you're going to get a two-by-four in your back, yeah. like <laughs> through your whole body. Totally. Like the debris would have killed them. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have made Or they're both made. deaf forever. Like, that's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, the best-case scenario. You're both deaf. I mean, and Jean-Claude Van Damme talks like he's deaf. <laughs> yeah, it would so. make a big difference. So she's alive. Young Van Damme is alive. He gets, like, iced sort of early on in this fight, and he's yeah. just, like, unconscious the yeah. whole time. So he leaves them both on the lawn, and he doop-doop-dops back <laughs> to the future. And, yeah, like, he's fine. Like, he's best buds with Bruce McGill again. And the company, Ron Silver never owned the company. The hilarious line, he's like, what happened to Senator Macomb? And Bruce McGill just has this knowledge right at his fingertips. like, Macomb, are you okay? Macomb went to, went to his office one day and never came back. Like, what the <laughs> flying fuck? Here's what happens that instance. Once, once Van Damme comes back from that time portal acting all confused, what happened to Senator Macomb, who famous, a famous U.S. senator that went missing? Famously disappeared fam- into thin air. Guess what? You're going in front of the fucking Judge Dredd guy, <laughs> yes. and they're sending you back to get murdered in that house. Yep. Exactly. Bruce McGill, like... Mm-hmm. Bruce McGill is the chief of the time cops. Yes. He should know when a time officer comes back and he's acting all weird and he's yeah. saying shit that doesn't make sense. Your first thought should be this guy has an alternate history in his head that you don't know about. Some shit went down during his mission. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm just, I'm just imagining now, which is a better, an alternate ending on the DVD, on the special Steve Sadak DVD. Oh, right. Yeah. You got to order that. Uh, is he comes back. 
and the world is just insects, and he's eaten by a bunch of enormous ants. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, mad. <laughs> oh, no, a Bruce McGill fire ant is eating me. <laughs> Look at its mustache. <laughs> He kind of looks like D-Day from Animal House. No! <laughs> so in the in the Time Cop movie timeline, he goes back. He goes back to this. He goes back to their new house or whatever the fuck. It's the same fucking house. I guess they Which rebuilt. Also, yeah, I guess they rebuilt it. All right, Which fair. Is, but by the way, fair. I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah. I also no think- fucking way. And. You know she's alive, and he hasn't he hasn't spoken to her in since, since ninety four. He doesn't have the memory of himself. He has no idea that he has a goddamn son. That's he the thing. He his, meets his son for the first time on the front lawn. Wow, Jordy Van Dam. <laughs> now here's my question though. Like, and again, it's just watch where you're stepping in the time cop plot. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. But like, when you change the past like that, and I feel like some. Some time travel movies do do this. And as a matter of fact, this movie does this in a different way. But so if you change your past, your future self should gain whatever those memories yeah, are. Sure, right? why not? And they kind of see this is what sucks about this, right? They kind of do this in this movie because fucking uh, uh, Ron Silver gets like pushed or punched or something like that. Mm-hmm. Young Ron Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cuts to old Ron Silver and you see the scar create itself yeah. on his face. So. Technically, in this world, that shit does happen with physical shit, but not mental shit. Because he meets his son. Like, he should know yeah. all oh my about God, the my son. son. Yeah. He but he's just like, know. oh, hey, buddy, we'll get to know each other later. I'm going to put you down now. You're very gross. You smell. I don't but, like children. But the thing is, now, now he would have also, it wouldn't, because he would have never gone back in time to save his wife if his wife was alive. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But here's the thing. is At the end, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, best I've ever been. And she's like, oh, okay. You seem weird. I would be like, oh, wait. Hey, is this the day when you went back in time and saved me from blowing up in our house? <laughs> Today's the day, isn't it? Today <laughs> yes, she knows him. Yes. Right? <laughs> God damn it, time cop. Also, I, I feel like he'd eventually, his brain would be Swiss cheese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can only take like, so much of that stuff. He's just going to be like... Your noodle's gonna be yeah, like a slush he's puppy, man. Be at a, you know, a hospice in no time. <laughs> oh, we better get inside. It's President Hitler's curfew. <laughs> what? Oh shit! Oh, but at least Ron Silver didn't become president. Am I right? <laughs> what does that say about him? Hitler can become president. Ron Silver cannot. Huh? That yeah, I guess Hitler was more likable. Very embarrassing for you, Ron Silver. I guess Hitler found a his own portal through like you know norse magic into the <laughs> into the netherworld well that's the philadelphia experiment too dude right which also starred um the woman that plays the internal affairs oh gloria rubin yeah <laughs> so hitler goes and gets one of those x-wing cars goes goes into 1994 <laughs> And his his beautiful public speaking sweeps him into the White House. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that works. It could have happened. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Would anybody in this timeline recommend Time Cop? Oh yeah, it's it's a pretty strong recommend. The action, I'm, you know, it's not so much fun to talk about how cool action is on right. this show. Yeah. But the action's actually really cool. There's a lot of good kicks, which is what I want in Van Damme. I mean, Van Hard Target is a really fun movie too. But that's mostly gunkata going on. But this is like real <laughs> gunkata. It's real karate's, and I really enjoy it. And it's it's fun and stupid as anything. Yeah, 
I love this movie. <laughs> I think everyone should see it. And also, for more John L. Sullivan, see Gentleman Jim, starring Errol Flynn. Oh, oh, look at that! Wow, look an actual like quasi serious uh, recommend there. There you go. Yeah, I would recommend this movie. I would uh, not recommend spending two decades thinking Lane Smith is in it. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, this movie totally held up. The first like. The first raid on Van Damme's house and, like, the house blowing up and everything, that all happens in, like, the first 15 minutes. Yeah. So this movie really does kind of, like, kick into high gear once you get past, like, Civil War highway robbery. But other than that, I totally recommend it. big supporter of Civil War highway robbery. (laughs) Time traveling back to do it or just, like, when it happened during the Civil War? Both. (laughs) I'm a sucker for it. What can I say? That's Time Cop from 1995, directed... By Peter Hyams, who apparently also directed what other? Oh, the the other time travel epic we just discovered. Oh, yeah, what was it? The the the, the sound, sound of, of thunder, whatever the, sound the of fuck. Thunder, yeah. Oh, oh I, for a second, uh, sorrow and the pity. No, that's not <laughs> that's not right. If you want more information about We Hate Movies, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Did you remember someone else starring in a movie for 20 years and then rewatched it and were totally embarrassed to only yourself? Write in and let us know. Weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Rate and review in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get this fine program and be sure to call in for our listener request month 718-925-3893 you have till the stroke of 1159 on september 30th 1159 eastern time to get your calls in to request something for us to watch all right clue for next week's episode uh i apologize in advance but stephen king so do with that what you will. We go back to Stephen King next week. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Stephen Sadak. Eric Siskin. Take it easy. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands, and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus, creator meetups, networking, and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com.